Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. We've got Sonia Joss with us here today and get ready because Sonia is an award-winning mindset and wellness expert and one of the country's most influential voices in mental and physical well-being, two things we love here at Healthiest Hot. Sonia has been imparting, imparting her honest and groundbreaking approach to mind and body as a speaker, educator, author, and advocate for over a decade. So she knows what's up. Not to mention she's a certified personal trainer and a renowned media expert. I also just watched her TEDx talk called Where Do the Happy People? live. And I feel like I've now figured out where the happy people live. And we'll get to that. Um, and we are so, so, so excited to have you and you've got so much going on. You're working on a book. So we are just really, really thrilled that you carved out some time in and amongst all your mommy duties and being a badass uh, to come hang out with us today. Oh, Chloe, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And um, as I alluded to earlier, I've got screaming children in the background. So frankly, I've got my like oversized headphones on. I'm here. I'm present. And this is um, this is like a little retreat from the kids. And I'm grateful for it. So thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, I will say that that children they really do train you for just showing up and doing the damn thing. Like it's it's accidental training, but it's um it's really. Uh, I think for me, especially sort of given my very guttural perfectionist tendencies and like my need for control and order and structure and routine and like Excel spreadsheets, I think kids for me, um, they've really broken me down (laughs) emotionally and physically, frankly. And I think, you know, with that comes the lesson, as you said, that it's like, you can only control what you can control. Um, Having sort of that, that, sense of faith and trust in the fact that the universe is unfolding as it should. And that, you know, even though there are obstacles and there are, you know, trials and tribulations that along the way there are lessons and that your only job is to collect the data, you know, so that at the end of the day, when you can look at how you showed up, you can say, you know what, it wasn't how I planned things to be. It wasn't what I necessarily wanted, but I was authentic. I was aligned. I did the damn thing. And also, what are the lessons for tomorrow? Like, how do I approach tomorrow with a little bit more intention, maybe a little bit more flexibility? Um, Also, with, I guess, like a little bit more sense of, I don't want to use the word play because that makes it seem too fun, but just like a little bit more agility. You know, like I find, and I'm sure Chloe, you can attest to this too, with how much you do, it's like, I just take shit way too seriously all the time. (laughs) You know, I, it's like, I'm walking around with this sense of like, just 
heaviness to be like, must conquer, must do, okay. And it's like overdrive all the time. And I have to remind myself, you know, at the end of every day and sort of throughout the day, and we'll talk about this probably later on, I've been finding a very specific gratitude practice working very well for me in a way that it's like no longer phony gratitude, you know, like I made the list, but like this one's actually working. So we'll talk about it later. But the point is, I think for me, it's been like, how do I continuously remind myself to just move with a little bit more ease and a little bit more agility and a little bit less tension around the fact that like everything's falling apart all the time. And I'm noticing more and more that so much of that vibe is so self-inflicted and probably woven into my DNA, thanks to my like very heavy South Asian parents and like my very stressful upbringing, a la TED Talk, but that's fine. The point is it's here and I'm learning to work with it and hopefully move past it. I like that you you wanted to say play, but you changed it to agility. And agility just makes me think of like an athlete who's worked yeah. so hard to be really good at that one thing. And so they're agile. And friends, I feel like we've all been working really hard at this thing called life. And so we should lean into it and just like be a little bit more agile when necessary. And I definitely am type A and take things way too seriously. So I can relate wholeheartedly. And sometimes I have to check myself and be like, Chloe, you're not conducting brain surgery today. It is going to be okay. You are allowed to have a moment where maybe things don't feel perfect. And then we're going to get back on the horse. And you are definitely a coach by nature because I love that you said, and then when the day's done, think about what you learn from it and apply it the next day. I'm like, all right, guys, Sonia, many things. A coach is also one of of the day. Absolutely. (laughs) And Chloe, I do want to say one thing, which is like so annoying because you're like, you know, when you're like, it's not brain surgery, I feel like it's the only honest thing to do in this moment. Um, I am in fact married to a brain surgeon. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I just want you to know upfront that that like contrast around like, it's not brain surgery is like happening 24 hours a day in this household. And so let me just allow that to be like a layer for you. Cause you know, it's just, it's important contrast for people to have there to be like, it's not brain surgery. I know I'm living with it. And so it just keeps things in perspective and forces you to like sit back all the time when you think the crises are happening to be like, no, no, this is the small stuff. I'm oh my gosh. The reason why I use the example of it's not brain surgery is a million years ago when I was in at McGill, I was obsessed with neuroscience and I thought I was going to become a brain surgeon or like, so that's what I fall back on when I get myself all heated and all kind of shook up about things. I'm like, Chloe, Chloe, you could have, you could have been on the path to being a brain surgeon, but you're not, you're talking about entertainment. You're hosting a podcast. We're doing beautiful things. And yeah, even if you have an off day, all good. <laughs> My goodness. So funny. Well, frankly, I just feel like you are, you're right where you should be. I'm like glowing, glowing through the screen. I mean, as, as you as well, I mean, because your story of how you got to where you are is so fascinating to me. And I find it so interesting because especially on the healthiest hot podcast, I get to speak to experts in such a wide variety of fields, whether it's sleep, nutrition, mental health, uh, you name it. I I feel so fortunate and like blessed to be able to help have this space and to get to connect to women that I really, really look up to. And I know for you, your journey of becoming an expert in this space and also feeling healthy within yourself was certainly not linear. Oh gosh, it was anything but, you know, um, much like yourself, I, um, you know, grew up convincing myself that I was going to be a computer engineer or I was going to be a doctor or, you know, 
if all else failed, maybe I'd be a lawyer. Um, but you know, I was I was steadfast on achieving the ticky marks because growing up in a pretty hardcore South Asian household with like very high functioning executive parents, um, the expectations created um, a value system that I really deeply believed in, or at least I thought I believed in, right? Like it's like, you know, it's so ingrained in who you are from day one that you don't know where that ends and where you really begin. And so I spent my life trekking to the tops of mountains only to get to the top and be like, what is this? Like, what is this feeling I'm having? Why am I here? Nothing feels right about this, but then being like, you're supposed to be happy now. And so like, okay, fine. That didn't work. What is the next mountain that you can climb to like fill that gap and to like make yourself feel fulfilled? And so, you know, I did my BCom um, degree at Queen's University. Um, and then I did my MBA and I was working as an executive in the corporate world. I had married my husband. He was in residency. I was making tons of money. I was living in a penthouse downtown. You know, arguably from the outside, I had achieved it. a massive amount of success. Yeah, it, right? Or at least what I thought it was going to be for me. And I felt a longing. Like I felt a longing for something that I could only attribute at the time as like authenticity or alignment or just something that felt like the real Sonia, but I don't think I'd ever felt it before. So I, I don't actually know what was happening. I, it was a weird vortex that was like starting to sort of erupt where it was like, I can feel that there is this thing happening. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what further accolades to chase. And at the time it was like, you know what? Okay. Stick with what I know, stick with my career. Let's take an opportunity to sort of focus on my body and my health and going within because as you sort of suggested, I had grown up, you know, like most girls on the hamster wheel of weight loss, you know, just consistently yo-yo dieting, extreme deprivation, over-exercising, falling off the wagon, eating enough for a village, swearing I would rehabilitate myself, getting back on, committing that I was going to be more hardcore than ever, telling people so that I've had added pressure, you know, just, just the, the conviction that this time I would be fixed. And, you know, we're talking anorexia. I had, you know, suffered from bulimia in university and it was just a mishmash of self-hate disguised as the quest for perfection. And I got to that inflection point in my life where, you know, I'd achieved all the ticky marks and I was very clear that like, if I can't make peace with my body, I'm not ever going to be able to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and be like, okay, yeah, let's get on with the day with sense of confidence, self-worth, peace, all of that sort of stuff. And it's interesting. It's like, you know, I, I went on this year-long journey to um, re-approach the quest to be skinny from a place of health and mm. wellness, you know, really focusing on strength instead of size, focusing on fuel and nourishment to challenge my body as an athlete, to really try and collect data around like, do I even like exercise or no? And it was interesting, right? It was like by shifting the perspective and really starting from scratch and reteaching myself the fundamentals, because 
you don't realize sort of like by the age of 25, how confused your messaging is. It's like intermittent fasting, no, keto, no, low carb, no, Atkins, no, calories matter. No, they don't. Yes, they do. And in your frenzy, you're virtually doing them all, right? You're like, you're like grabbing from different arms, trying to be like, something's going to stick. And like one week, one thing, and then the next week, the other thing. And I peeled it all back to be like, you got to learn from the beginning, like what really matters when it comes to this health and wellness stuff. And in sort of taking that approach and abandoning the timelines. And for the first time, it was like, there was no wedding dress I had to fit into. There was no like prom. There was no event that was going to make me need to like quickly crash course diet, lose 30 pounds and be like, I'm skinny again. It was like, there was time on my side and there was a desire to really sort of get deeper within. Mm -hmm. And as I did... I inadvertently, I think, just set the stage for so much growth, you know, exterior growth. Yes, you know, my body started to shift and change and and it was an evolution, but really it was a journey of going within and re-exploring my evaluation criteria for life. Actually, without realizing it, redefining my values and looking at all of my limiting beliefs and my perfectionist tendencies and that mess, that just like shitty, messy closet that I never was willing to open and reorganize. It was like just a really beautiful and messy and complicated phase of unlayering to get to the crux of like who I really am and what I really want. And through that journey, you know, as I sort of reclaimed my body. It's like I reclaimed my power in a way. Mm. And that power sort of started to set the stage for there has to be more than this for me, right? Like this doesn't feel like this is the life I'm supposed to be living. And so I quit my job and I pursued personal training and nutrition. And I didn't know where I wanted the journey to go. I just knew that I had felt like I had uncovered these answers and these sort of learnings that I wanted to share with people. And I was like, you know what? Like non-brown people usually like take a year off somewhere in their life to go and like travel (laughs) and find themselves and like do the Kentucky tour thing. And I never did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a year and I'm just going to take a chance. And if in a year this goes nowhere, at least I'll know that I took a chance on me and I'll go back to the corporate world. Like my degrees aren't going anywhere, nothing is happening. And it very quickly snowballed into a decade later, which is where we are now. It's shocking because I'm like, oh my God, how old am I? But uh, yeah, it has been a beautiful sort of unlayering that doesn't ever seem to end. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's amazing to hear your story. It's also very odd because it's like someone's holding up a mirror, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I know so many people listening as well can relate, and that's why we hang out here. We hang out here. I love it. <laughs> but like, first of all, I just want to commend you for taking a year for yourself. 
Um, because it sounds like that wasn't something that your family did or like your siblings or you know what I mean, or what was expected of you. And yet you still did it. You still did it. You still said yes to yourself. You still gave yourself the time and space to explore for a year. And it also sounds like it was really hard as well, like unlayering and looking inwards to what that inner voice is saying, or I like to call it the itty bitty shitty committee that sometimes Mm. likes to rule our life. It's really, really hard work doing that but now when you look in the mirror and you look in your eyes like what do you see now like who's the person reflecting back to you it's time for chloe's clarence pick of the week so as you guys know i work in television which means i wear a good amount of makeup every single day which is why i'm so passionate about skincare and why i love partnering with clarence but something that i've recently started doing is actually bringing some of my clarence products to work um, to put it on underneath my makeup i am of course talking about a primer um, and a primer is a really really great thing to put on after your moisturizer and before you start putting on makeup um, it just creates a great kind of foundation for your makeup to sit on and what i love about clarence and their sos primers is they actually come in seven different shades to target seven different concerns and the one i want to talk about today is the 01 which is the rose one it's this like beautiful pink color and this one minimizes signs of tiredness and revitalizes the complexion which is so good and you'll see like it comes out pretty pink and i was a little bit concerned at first but the nice thing is is you basically put it where you feel you need the correction so for me i often look very tired under my eyes so i put on the pink primer over top of what is apparently you know blue and it helps to correct it um and so what i love about this is you get to choose where you put it how much you put and this way the product goes a long way next week i'll talk about another one of the primers that i find really really helps with me but this week it's all about rose helping to minimize signs of tiredness you know chloe i would love to be like oh and then you know I crossed over to the other side and it was just beauty on the other side and it was clean. Um, But man, life takes you through journeys. You know, I had my first child and um, that was complicated going through IVF and that whole fertility journey, unexpected, but there we were. And then you have the first baby and my husband was you know, finishing up residency and he was starting his staff the same day that our daughter was born and enter postpartum depression for, you know, six months to nine months. And then you're like finding yourself again and asking yourself those same questions. Like, who do I want to be? What am I willing to show up for? And then you enter the next run of the ladder and you find your momentum and you find your stride. And then you enter IVF again. And it takes, you know, 10 times longer than you expected and you get defeated and you get broken down then you get pregnant and then you go through that and then you have your second baby and then you're like okay I, I've, I've got you know sort of um i've got experience this time i know how to do this differently and then you have a baby and then the pandemic starts three months later and then you're in a pandemic that doesn't seem to end and and all of your thoughts and plans and i'm gonna own my shit feelings are sort of thrown against the wall and you're forced to come to the inflection point again, which is like, who do you want to be when you grow up? And so here we are again at this moment in time where it's like, 
you know, I've got uh, I've got a lot of questions again, but I've also got a lot of answers. As you said, you know, we're coming off of the TED Talk this year. We've got a book coming out, and all sorts of growth and expansion. And with all of that growth and expansion comes so much fear. Yeah. And those limiting beliefs uh, start to take on different language, but they rear their heads again. And that um, that ceiling on happiness feels like it's right back to where it is. And you are back in the unlayering and it's deeper and it's more complicated um, because it's more nuanced, right? Those big giant steps that you could take in the beginning, which was like, I'm quitting my job, I'm cutting my hair, I'm I'm doing me, you know, those big things, even though they sound, you know, big and scary in a way, they're almost easier, right? Because you don't really need to have the fine tuning. You just mm-hmm. need to know that you're going to like end up in this bucket, right? Like it was like, I just knew I was like, I'm going to do like personal training and it was like, go. And then it was like, okay, this is it, but this isn't all of it. And then it's like, fine tune further, fine tune further, fine tune further, fine tune further. And the more you have to fine tune, the more you come up against, or at least I'm finding, I'm coming up against so many of those um experiences and um micro traumas that we all carry within our body that we don't really experience because you know those of us who are very type A are very good at living from the neck up and then you're like oh my god I'm not connected to my body now I have to go deeper and so I'm in that phase I'm yeah. in that phase now where I look in the mirror and I know that I am on my journey and I have confidence that I am going to find my way. And so, you know, there is that ability to quiet the noise and to um, have a layer of trust and faith. Um, And then there's also a hell of a lot of narrative and a lot of noise and a lot of fear. And I think, you know, what I'm finding now is it's like about how to... um, find balance within that and to give yourself enough compassion as you're going through that season of change again, while still demanding yourself to show up and um, continue forging forward and to ask yourself the tough questions and to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and to do all of the things that need to be done so that you don't get stuck in the vortex because I will say it's it's very easy for that to creep right back in where you feel like you're spinning yourself again with the who am I and what am I meant to do and what am I here for and how do I contribute in society? It's like it's easy to get stuck in that and to feel like as you get closer to achieving your goals, you're even further away from your goals and you're like, how can that be? And so it's an interesting paradox. It is, but... Uh, but I'm here for it, Chloe. I'm yeah, I like can't thank you enough for being so honest about all of this. I was gonna say it was like I feel like maybe she was expecting something a little bit more inspirational. No, like, no, show up and you do you, girl, because it's all worth it. And I'm like, um, it's like really hard, and I question myself every day. But here I am. <laughs> if you would have given me that answer, I would have looked at you and been like. 
Okay, but like what else? Because I'm going to call bullshit on that because we all love a good inspirational affirmation and sometimes they work and they motivate us and they help us to get on our day. But like sometimes brutal honesty and admitting that even though things are going well, there's still hardships and there are still those moments where you have to ask yourself those deep, dark questions. And I think that's really, really beautiful that you feel like you can share that with us because it's not as pretty as uh, you go, girl, you've got this. It's all going to work out because, you know, it's real. And I feel like that's what we need more of in this life is that you can be doing all the things and you can still feel unsure. You can be doing all the things and you can still feel like uncertainty about where you're going and how you're going to get there. And is it going to be worth it when you get there? And then it will you lose people along the way. Will you lose yourself? Like there's all these questions. And who who are the people, right? Like that's also the question. Who are the people? Like, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to stand for, Mm -hmm. right? Like in this, in this lifetime, as you refine further and you get closer to who you really are, it's like, what do you want your contribution to be? And who are your people? And where are they? And have you found them? Or did you actually accidentally just find people and you were like, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Like that's also weird, especially in this world of social media where you're like, well, I wasn't really planning to be here, but then suddenly there were people watching me. And so I guess something is working. I don't know what's working. Seems like there's a handful of things that are working, but what if none of those things matter? Then what is it about, right? And so it's interesting, right? Like I feel like whether it's Indian parents or whether it's social media or whether it's, you know, your peer group or or whoever it is that you're involving yourself with, it's like, what is really going to matter to you and, and why and for whom, you know? And then you go into the existential angst and then you don't have time for it because you have two children. So you're like, whatever. And you're like, I'll take a nap instead and deal with it tomorrow. And then months go by. But at least you got your nap in. You know what? Sometimes existential questions can wait, friends. And instead, a nap is exactly what you need in your life. But Chloe, when the nap happens at 8.37 p.m., the question is, is it a nap or is it just a really weirdly early bedtime? So we'll shelf that for another time. Yeah. I like to call those my senior citizens moment. Um, I am going to make a fantastic senior citizen one day. Like I love eating dinner early. I like going to bed when the sun sets. Like I'm ready for it. I'm just practicing. Like I'm putting in the practice right now. I I'm with you, Chloe. And I think, um, both you and I probably suffer from this where we both, um, from an outside perspective, look infinitely cooler than we are. That's like confusing for people because they're like, ooh. And then like with her hair, she's like so edgy. And you're like, no, man, I'm like literally going to bed at 8.30 PM. And then I like am just keeping myself organized and occasionally like, you know, eating healthy food closer towards like five o'clock and then just, you know, hoping to stay hydrated. And that's pretty much it. And then hoping not to pee at night. Like it's pretty basic, man. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Because if you pee at night, oh, it just kind of ruins everything. And you're like, I drink too much water. I should know better. What was I doing? Um, And you just kind of dropped some of your like self-care tools, which are great because they're basic AF. And I think sometimes, especially with social media and with influencers just everywhere talking about health and wellness, I feel like we're all kind of complicating what it means to be healthy. First of all, it looks different for everybody. And the practices that lead you to being the 
like most healthy version of yourself don't have to be complicated. So like, what are some things that work for you that you also talk to your clients about? Yeah. You know what, Chloe, that's such a great question because um, I'll take my own example and then, and then my clients as well. Um, For myself, you know, it's, it is really interesting. It's like, again, because we talk about sort of the business aspect and then the family aspect and being pulled in so many different directions for me, all of the other stuff really doesn't matter if I don't feel like I'm able to live with intention. And I say intention in that there are things that I have found that I need to do on a daily basis in order for me to feel like I'm living with alignment, that I'm satisfying my own evaluation criteria. And I'll tell you that laundry list is exhaustive when I look at it from the perfectionist's angle, right? It's like every day there's like green juice, ashwagandha, yoga, and cardio, and strength training, and multivitamins, and probiotics, and a 10-minute steam, and a face mask, and taking a bath, and playing with my kids, and meditating, and breath work. Like, you know, the list is exhaustive, but again, the benefit of kids is that they really force you to like face your shit and be like, okay, like what, what is the basics here? You know, when I'm not doing this, I feel like I'm on the precipice of a breakdown if it goes on for too long. So (laughs) what does that look like? And one of the biggest shifts for me that I made this year was waking up earlier and choosing to start my day at five. And I never thought that I would be that person because I was like, you know what? I already wake up at 6.30. Right. It's like I'm up actually around six, but I like lay in bed until 6 30 and then I have to get the kids out of bed. So it wasn't like I was like, I'm sleeping till nine. Like, look at me, enjoying my sleeping. So I was like, how much earlier am I really gonna sleep? And then in order to, you know, wake up earlier or sleeping early. And it just felt like a bit of a tornado for me. And then I got to the point in December where I was like, I am not ever ahead in my day. I don't feel like I have clarity on what I want to accomplish in the day. I feel like I'm behind by the time I've gotten the kids out the door and at school. And that evaluation criteria that I have, I'm not satisfying because I don't have time to ground myself in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so even though technically somewhere in the back of my head, I know that I should be doing these things, I'm not doing them, right? So I'll like go an entire day without drinking water, even though like, hello, obviously hydration. I will, you know, know conceptually that it's important to have gratitude, won't do any of it. I will know conceptually it's important to do breath work or meditation or something like that, won't do any of it because I'm so in the speed of the day that I haven't had that time to connect to like, which Sonia is showing up today? And so for me, the biggest shift in terms of like my daily wellness routine has been waking up at five o'clock in the morning, getting my workout done right away, because I find that for me, it's like the sort of intentional start to the movement with my body, the endorphin rush that I need to sort of be like, okay, we're doing it. Uh, I have a very hard time meditating. So for me, breath work feels far more enabling. And I do that in the morning as well. And then I journal. Um, And for me, the journaling is less about like morning pages than like doing it in a structured format, more like me verbal diarying everything that is floating around in my mind 
whether it's to-do lists, whether it is thoughts, whether it's that I got into a fight with my husband, whether it's I'm having anxious feelings, whether it's like a list of worries, whatever it is, every day looks different, but I give myself that opportunity just to offload for a bull dump. Um, and then it's like, okay, then there's the fuel component. Then the kids come into the mix and I, um, really focus on sort of maintaining like a gratitude practice throughout the day. So I have like, actually, it's funny. I have it right here. I use like a remarkable instead of like a pretty notebook, because I found that with pretty notebooks, I feel like my writing needs to be pretty. (laughs) And then once my writing starts to be less pretty, I start to hate the notebook and I start to hate the list. And then I feel like I need to rip it out and then do another one the next day. And it becomes about the optics of gratitude as Mm. opposed to the actual feelings of gratitude. Whereas with a remarkable, I'm like hideous, no problem. And so I keep it with me so that throughout the day, as I am getting through meetings or clients or accomplishing work or tasks, or I get a really good parking spot, or I really enjoyed my coffee, or it was like sunny, or I'm having any feel good thoughts or moments, I just document them throughout the day. And I've found that for me, that creates a very different sense of positive momentum, one that I can actually create momentum around, as opposed to when I get to the end of the day and I do a gratitude list, I'm pretty much broken in spirit by my children. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm cranky. And I can reflect on the day and be like, yeah, I guess it was fine. I'll try better tomorrow. I don't know. And so um, I will say that, you know, it's like when you look at like, what is wellness to you? I'm like, I move my body. I've got gratitude. I've got some mindset shifting through journaling. I've got a little bit of breath work to try and remind myself that like my head is in fact connected to my body and to move some of that energy. And then the rest of the day, it's like, you know, yes, hydration. Yes, I try and take my supplements. You know, I've got a checklist so that I like hopefully remember. Um, it's like, you know, try to nourishing myself with, you know, you know, more whole foods if I can. Although let's face it, I'm obsessed with spicy smart food popcorn. Um, mm. you know, right? Just oh, so good. Um, and and yes, it's like, okay, uh, where can I focus on layering in the good as opposed to restricting myself, right? And so for me, that's the biggest piece with my clients as well. It's like, how do we layer in easy, positive shifts that we can build progress on um, rather than being like, that's it. You don't eat carbs anymore. And I guess all junk food is out the window and you know, we're just going to take it all away and hope that you can just like quickly lose weight and then you can hate your life enough and we'll figure out how to like you know, make it more harmonious later on. And it, it, for me, it's it's been like, I've done that version before for myself. Um, and so it's about, it's about that balance. Now I will say that with that balance comes structure and routine for me too, right? Like that piece that I was talking about that wake up in the morning at five o'clock, it was like, I really had to have a tough love conversation with myself at the end of the year to be like, you are not taking action to move yourself closer to how you want to feel. And you continue to complain about the fact that you're not feeling the way you want to feel. And yet you are not doing what it is that you believe could help you feel that way. So either you don't want it that badly, in which case, shut up, or you do want it that badly, in which case, set your alarm, get out of bed, test it out for a week and see what happens. And it's like, I think before I maybe would have done this because it was like, well, I want to be identified as like 
the girl who's so hardcore that she like wakes up at five o'clock in the morning because then it's like, I'm that girl. And it was like, no, man, this time it's really just because I am not taking responsibility for the fact that I am not living in alignment and I would like to blame my children, but it's not their fault. So, you know, it's about having, I think, those tough love conversations with yourself around like what actually matters to you. And then finding the bite-sized ways that you can create some structure and routine that then you can expand and embellish on as you create that progress. And then, yes, it's not about falling off the wagon. It's about, as you alluded to at the beginning of our conversation, you know, life is going to come at you. You're going to get hit with all sorts of things. I like threw my back out for two weeks. I wasn't waking up at five o'clock in the morning. And you better believe that like the tendency to want to label myself as someone who fell off the wagon and to feel ashamed and embarrassed and sort of guilty about it was absolutely there. But I was like, no, I'm neither the girl who has conquered waking up at five o'clock in the morning, nor am I the girl that is falling off the wagon. There was a period of time where it was working really well. And then I pulled my back and I wasn't feeling right and I needed to rest and recover. And now I'm going to try again and I'm going to collect more data. And I think I'll end all of this off to say, I think so many of us are so quick to want to label ourselves or identify ourselves as like the girl that is XYZ or does XYZ. When really I found that the the most enabling thing for me is just to approach my days as data collection. Let's see how today goes. I'm going to try this out. How did that feel? I'm going to do this. How did that feel? Oh, that made me feel good. Maybe I want to do it again tomorrow. Oh, I didn't do it again. Why didn't I do it again? Is it because I didn't want to do it again? Or is it because like I've structured it in a way that like I can't remember to do the thing because I like have it downstairs when it needs to be upstairs beside my bed, right? And it's like, why not have curiosity? Why not allow yourself to collect the data and try and refine the process without being like, well, you messed up. So I guess you're not hardcore enough. And so therefore you suck. And so you may as well eat 17 bags of popcorn and just like, you know, fetal position until you decide that you've eaten enough for a village and you'll start again on Monday. You know, no friends, we're not starting on Monday. Start today. Do it sustainable. Yeah. Um, and also I like to think we're never falling off the bandwagon. Sometimes we just change cars. Sometimes you're on a bike. Sometimes you're on a Vespa. Then you're in a pickup truck. Then maybe it's a minivan, but like the road is always there. So sometimes you just got to switch cars, yes. switch modes of transportation and just keep showing up. Exactly. And if you need to slow down for a little while, then you yeah. slow down. Right. Yes. But it's about, and, it's, and also asking yourself, like, what does showing up mean? What part of it is going to make you feel like you showed up? Is it the exercise? Is it the eating well? Is it the waking up? Is it the mindset stuff? Right? It's usually not all of it. Not all of it is the stuff that we identify as like, oh, and then I showed up. Most of us are not trying to get like a full 15 out of 10 score yeah. every day. But for each of us, there are the non-negotiables that when we don't show up for that, we're like, well, turns out I'm a piece of shit. And you're like, you got to know what that is for you. Oh my me, for example, if, if, if that is just as simple as like, it is about waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Well, then wake up at five o'clock in the morning and don't work out if you don't want to that day because it doesn't feel right for you. Maybe you watch TV instead. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you podcast. Maybe you YouTube. Maybe you go on social media. Do whatever it is that you need to do. But like, <laughs> what, is the, what is that thing? that you need so that you can sit there and be like, you did 
good today. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.